After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. Consider this. Three men recorded a weekly podcast speaking about nostalgia, toys, and the like. Talking about things that bring them comfort, avoiding the eternal question and the void that is inevitable. And also talking about the white guy out of the group's penis. You have entered the After School Special Podcast. I knew some kind of way you were going to insert a penis joke in here. Of course. And I'm so happy. That's, that's uh, my shtick. <laughs> yes, you've heard you right. Shtick. We're talking about the Twilight Zone. That was a terrible Rod Serling impression. But yeah, we had discussed in, I guess we also apologize for not having uh, an episode last week, but it was almost impossible to record Um yeah, we're talking Twilight Zone. We were talking about anthology series at first, and there's multiples, but the king, you know, the quintessential anthology series is Twilight Zone. And Rod Serling was basically the one that started it all. Yes. Ran from 1959 to 1964. And a lot of the stories, and if you look at it too, were based around a lot of the things that happened in World War II to Rod, which I didn't know a lot of the stories that he had created, uh, specifically that were geared towards army stories, mm-hmm. had a lot to do with his own personal loss and whatnot. And then you have, you know, Captain Kirk in there. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, there. with a gremlin. Yeah. Quickly. There's a man out there. What? Look, look, he's crawling on. Burgess Meredith, the penguin. He oh, was yeah. in a, quite a few episodes. So there were Twilight Zone royalty. These were the people who were re- in repetitive episodes. And then they had he uh, one for the angels. He was the salesman in one for the angels. And Wait, he, one for the angels. It was the two angels. Uh, wasn't that like voted the worst episode? No, one for the angels is when the salesman, Lou Bookman, is mm-hmm. he is his time to go. Mr. Death comes and picks him up. Oh, yep, it's, never mind. It's, yep, yep, yep. And unfortunately... He doesn't want to go. So this little girl that he's friends with ends up being picked. And his whole thing is he wants to do a pitch so good that even the angels love it. So he has to give a pitch to Mr. Death to keep this little girl from being taken to the other side. So it's a really good episode. Uh, Lou Bookman was the character, but I cannot think of the actor's name, but he's he's been in a couple episodes, too. What I did find interesting in my research for this episode was, as you stated, Aaron, is that he had a lot of things happen to him in the army and his stories reflected around that. But the precursor to the Twilight Zone was his view on the Emmett Till trial, which I had no idea started this. So in August of 1955, when Emmett Till, an African-American boy from Chicago, was abducted, beaten, and shot, Jet Magazine obviously disseminated these photographs of the open casket. Mm -hmm. This really resonated with Rod 
because of the miscarriage of justice. And Rod Sterling was huge in social justice. So he wanted to create a TV show or tell the story of Emmett Till. But at the time, the producers and the sponsors said that they could not allow Rod Sterling to do something like that because it would affect their Southern white audience. So the Twilight Zone was born. And that's how it came to fruition, all because of what happened to Emmett Till. My source for that is the Smithsonian Magazine. So I thought that was really interesting because I know that Ron Sterling talked a lot about a race and hatred and bigotry in quite a few of the episodes in the anthology. He really was big on talking about the Nazis. Quite I was going to say times. his outlook on life really was pretty glim. Um, yeah. Or maybe maybe it wasn't, but it, from looking or watching the episodes that he had, and then I don't know, John, if you had like looked into the actual production and everything on this, but like getting deep into it, these episodes were super expensive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of them in particular, I think it was like the 20,000, a terror at 20,000 feet, but he was willing to put forward that message basically at all times, or from what I understand, they, uh, it was popular. But they were always possibly going to get nixed or something like that because yeah. it only lasted five seasons. Yeah, yeah, it it did it did, and then he came back with the night gallery. But by that time, Rod Serling was broken. If you read the book, the that the the companion book, the Twilight Zone companion book, it talks about how Rod pretty much was drunk and broken. By that time, the night gallery came around because he had lost, you know, his story writing ability because of production and stuff like that. Yep. So it really crushed him at that point. So, you know, that's why those stories didn't have the same caliber as they're not as memorable as the Twilight Zone episodes. I would say still good. But yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. It it didn't have as much, I don't know, substance. And I don't know if you guys, you guys ever remember this, like after, I think it was New Year's Day, sci-fi would always have a Twilight Zone marathon. Yes, dude. Yes. That that was my, when I was in Michigan, that was my ritual. I would, New Year's Eve, sit down and watch all, as many Twilight Zones I can before I fell asleep. And yes, they still do that, I think. I know Um, there's over a hundred episodes, so it would, yeah. yeah, it would make sense. Yeah, and then they had, there's another time of year when they do that too. I just can't remember when. But New Year's Eve, they do the Twilight Zone Marathon. And my favorite, I think, I have a couple, I have a few. But my favorite is It's a Good Life. That's the one with the boy, the little boy that has the godlike powers. The Simpsons actually spoofed that episode. He was a bad man, so I turned him into a jack-in-the-box. A jack-in-the-box that still had his bad face. And you mustn't think bad thoughts about me either, or I'll do the same thing to you. Play some more music. It's good what you've done to Dan. It's real good. It was swell. It was just swell. Yeah. So it's like, Actually, it's a good thing you did. It's a good thing you did. <laughs> <laughs> just to touch on that, there's a lot of movies that are based on these episodes i uh, it was a uh, youtube video that i was watching the episode steel yeah. like you could say that that 
that episode was Real Steel. Yes. The yeah. terrible Hugh Jackman film the where boxing. I was just like, yeah, I was just like, you bite Wolverine. your tongue. <laughs> what? No, I'm sorry. It was a terrible fucking don't, movie. Don't that mess movie with Wolverine. Was much, that movie was just a combination of rock'em, sock'em robots. That's exactly. all it was. That's all <laughs> exactly. it was. And it was not good. Shout out to Sugar Ray Leonard who did the movement production for that <laughs> robot, though. Oh, so, really? Oh, yeah. yeah he, that, that's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah he did. He was the choreograph choreographer for the boxing for the little robot that was i think the only uh, people that went to go see that movie were people from michigan because they had shot it here it's like oh look at that oh look at that and then but that wasn't the case because most of it was shot on a fucking soundstage in pontiac (laughs) oh no kidding (laughs) yeah yeah and then they shut that down um yeah pretty quickly because all the yeah all the tax revenue uh left because they realized it was not sustainable. Thank you, leadership of Michigan. I yeah. heard they were bringing that back <laughs> recently. <laughs> Told I, you that. Uh, the internet. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so, bud. I don't think yeah. that'll ever happen. I was like, oh, I'm going back to school. All right, I'm back in the yeah, game, baby. Well, so, the Twilight Zone has been around in multiple iterations. So, the '59 series is the really good series. The black and white. And then there was an 80 series that came out that was not as good. But not to cut you off real quick, but there was actually going to be they were going to redo it again. Uh And the title of it, I think, was Witches, Werewolves and something that it was a book that Rod Serling had written. But he, he had said no to it. Yeah. More or less, like it wasn't going to have the same the same feeling. And then he ended up doing night. Uh, what is it? Night gallery. Night, night gallery. gallery. And the only episode I remember from night gallery, it was so bad. But I remember watching it was the episode where these fishermen slash scientists find a mermaid, and they're like trying to make her a human. <laughs> and what happens is is irony happens. So. They are able to make a concoction or something to turn her human. Her body becomes human, but her face becomes fish-like, and she ends up dying. So I was like, oh, my God. It was such a horrible episode because the fish makeup was so bad, dude. It was so bad. And I was well, like, wait, do I you think it was Rob good at Serling. the time, John? Do you think it was good at the time? Well, yeah, look the at- 70s. It was the 70s, so I guess uh, if I'm looking at it from that lens, then yeah, I probably would have been freaked out. Was by say, it. Look at the episode. Uh, what is it? Masks. When they take off the mask, so you can oh, actually yeah. see, see some of the, the powder on their face. I'm like, ooh, yeah, okay. You watch that in 4K. It's like, yeah, I can yeah. see the fucking. Mind. Yeah, yeah. You can see in the episode Hocus Pocus Frisbee with the old shopkeeper who he's a braggart. He just says, oh man, you know, I I can tell you what the clouds are. Or uh, I have 15 degrees from this many places. So that's a really good episode. That's Andy Dufresne is the, or Andy Devine is the actor in that one. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the actor in that. He's also the voice Friar Tuck. Friar Tuck in Robin Hood, the Fox Robin Hood. That guy. Oh, the cartoon. it's It's a kid's show, but automatically, I think we watched it with the kids. We put him to bed. And then automatically, I'm just like, you think 
you think about their dicks and pussies. <laughs> oh my god, what? It's like I, I don't know. It's they're somewhat human-like, and then it's like, is it the same or does it have a fox? Like, if there was an armadillo in there, would his, you know, like if he got hard with his like uh, Elizabethan outfit on, and then all of a sudden his dick just rolls out like a carpet? Oh my oh, god. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think they should uh, make more realistic cartoons. I think you're right. Yeah. I, but, or at least I, have the cartoon characters wear underwear. What, a little the decency. Problem with that, but the problem with that is the censorship would be the issue. You would have the censorship. Because if you have characters like that walking around with their tallywhackers just flying every which way, it would be blurred out. But if they were statue, then... It, it wouldn't matter because it's a work of art at that point. Have you ever noticed that in a movie, as long as it's not living, it's it's considered art. So, John, I like your the pen that you're waving around. You're like a poli- <laughs> you're like a politician or anchor. Yeah, it is. yeah a black Bob <laughs> I Dole. love it. Bob Dole. Wait, Bob Dole doesn't like nothing. Can like I do it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about. You can see the wires in that episode I was talking about if you oh, watch yep, it in 4K. Yep. Sorry for interrupting. Oh, no, I was going to say real quick, and I don't know if he wants to be called out, but uh, we have a new a, uh, a new symbol. Yeah, what? Is it sponsor? What? what? Sponsor? sponsor? No, 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 no. I wish we had a sponsor. Yeah. yeah. So sponsor us, please. But yeah. we have a new logo. Thank you. Jordan, is that okay? Yeah. Okay, if I call so my yes, so my brother created the new logo for Don, myself, and Aaron, and it's pretty dope. It is the guy he is known by his moniker that Fortian works, or you can also find him under the guy with the irrational fear of birds because he is terrified of birds. <laughs> so you can find him. That's a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So I was gonna say, uh, what is it, John? You look awesome. Uh, you look awesome. I look like Kevin Smith, so I look awesome. And in the words of uh, Don's brother Mike, he looks like a black Charlie Brown. Yeah, black Charlie Brown. <laughs> That's what we were going for, him. right? Well, yeah, yeah. Which I told him. I said, "Hey, man, when you create this, we want to go for like a retro Charlie Brown, like whatever style you think you can do Schoolhouse Rock." And he said to me, "He said I I can't do Schoolhouse Rock." but I can try and do this Charlie Brown thing. And it came out really well. So oh, yeah. Kudos I enjoyed to them. it. Kudos yeah. to us. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. So be looking for that on merchandise. Mugs. And, uh, <laughs> key chain, <laughs> mugs. Keychains. Key chains, key chains, toilet paper. Okay. When's the yeah. last time? Toilet paper. When's the last time? You're going to wipe guys... your ass with my face on. <laughs> <laughs> when's the last time you guys seen people have keychains? I've never... I never noticed them anymore. Uh, I, some people have them. Oh no, you know they wear them around their neck, not the, uh, the uh, lanyard. The yeah. lanyard. The lanyard. Yeah. Well, not even that anymore. That was yeah. That was like a two thousands thing, and usually it was kind of like a have it around their neck. They were a jock, like in college or whatnot, with uh, basketball jeans on and uh, American Eagle hat. Or this yeah. is maybe just this is how I dressed for a little bit there, and then I got a cool. I, I became cool. Because I started working at Urban Outfitters, and I Urban didn't know Outfitters. Yeah. Hell yeah! You remember yeah. the the ridiculous fucking scarves I used to wear? Oh man, I like those I, scarves. Dude, they weren't ridiculous. That was your hey, that was your hipster days. Yeah. I like them. Yep. I, I, I used to that, call, call and you, you know what? That fashion style is going to make a comeback. Everything is circling back around because right hey, it's, now it's still big in the Middle East. Those scarves. Yeah, that's what so. she said. Oh. Yeah, I'm hey. telling you. 
<laughs> Can we put our now. logo on fanny packs? Can we bring those back? We just, I do. I, they've uh, never left. I still wear them. <laughs> you do. You got to put your. You got to put I your just, keys and wallet somewhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Have a big logo. Our logo. That. Sorry, it sounded weird when I first said it. Have our logo on a fanny pack. That'd be kind of cool. The fanny pack is an interesting name because it's your butt is your fanny, but you wear it on your front. But in the UK, the fanny is the slang for the vagina. Did you know that? I, I do honest. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Had uh, someone tell me that while I was over there. I was like, I'm wearing a fanny pack. He's like, yeah, you might not want to refer to that like that over here. <laughs> Yeah, I had an aunt named Fanny. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So aunt so, vagina. Um, hey, you want to know in what is it slang in Great Britain? They use all the time, but you really can't use it here. Oh, is yeah. the word cunt. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one that you get sliced up for. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, totally. You never want to say the word cunt. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't want to say. It's yeah. Bad word. What does yeah. mean in that country? Hey, Aaron, you okay? What do you know? What means, John? In that I don't know. I, I don't know. to my female employees who are listening, I'm not partaking in this. So just know that I'm I'm out on this one. I'm sorry. I'll, I think we'll beep it out. No, oh. we're, it's for educational purposes of why we're using the word. Oh. <laughs> hey, any complaints? Please refer. Thanks. To more more work for me to edit. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I was gonna throw them in every so often. <laughs> Yeah, like we're talking. Rod Serling was born as. <laughs> oh shit! Hey, okay, so I'm done. But, I'm done. So I want to bring up this one because it was a good. I I don't know if you guys remember seeing this episode in high school or in college in film school. Do you guys remember an occurrence at Owl Creek? That was a Twilight oh, Zone episode. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I read the same thing that you're probably going to talk about right now. So occurrence in Owl Creek is a French short film that was. Mm-hmm briefly put in the twilight zone there's no sound in it and it's about a confederate soldier i believe that gets caught by the union and they're getting ready to hang him Mm -hmm. and somehow through happenstance he's able to escape and he's almost to where his wife is at like he runs away things look like it's going well for him he's almost to where his wife is at when he feels a burning sensation around his throat he got hung. So that entire instant of that episode was him dreaming about that when he actually got hung in actuality. You know why they did that? It was to save on production costs. I didn't know that. Yeah. I had no idea about that. Because they were hemorrhaging money on a lot of these episodes, and it was one way where they could literally cut their budget yeah. without having to do an episode, and they just took that. Because I think that French film, didn't it win, like, an Oscar? It, it won, said, won. I thought it won, or maybe uh, maybe I'm... It was episode 22 of the fifth season of The Twilight Zone. Came out on the 28th of February, 1964. But it doesn't say if it won anything. So, kind of going, you were talking about the 80s version, and then there's... Because I, I didn't watch the 80s version. I did watch the movie mm-hmm. with Dan Aykroyd, and like that, as a child, scared the absolute shit out of me. Wasn't and he then, uh, the not to cut you off the ambulance driver or something? He was. He was. So before every episode, he was kind of like the the Rod Serling in a yeah. way. But it would be like these little shorts, and he was like almost like a um, 
he was introducing these stories and then at the end he basically becomes this whatever that i can't remember completely i thought he devours the person that he's oh shit. with i think oh, wow yeah. or kills him and then all i remember is john lithgow in terror at Twenty thousand feet. He yeah. plays the part that uh, Captain Kirk plays, and I just remember his face. I remember too because it was all in color. I remember seeing the little creature out on the window. I oh god that that uh, that movie scared the crap out of me as a child. Yes, yes, that was a really good movie, and that's the eighties had not to veer too far, but the eighties had some really good anthologies that came out around that time, especially in movies. Stephen King's Cat Eyes came out around that time. Do you guys remember that one? Yeah. The Cat Eyes. That one was crazy. So uh, that, yeah, that we, came... we had a lot of fucked up stuff when we were kids. Like, yeah, yeah. All the Stephen King stuff, Pet Cemetery, Sleepwalkers. Um, Sleepwalkers. Oh, you remember that shit? Yeah. When the, yeah. The, yeah. the cat people? The cat people. Yeah. <laughs> the mom, cat, and the was son sleeping cat with, were sleeping with sleeping each other. With the, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That <laughs> so was fucking wild. weird. Yeah. And they only way they could be killed is by actual cats jumping on them. You know, like <laughs> really? Yes. So, yeah. Isn't that kind of cool yeah. for the cat people? Like, yeah, man, because the dogs always get credit for being like the warriors of the domesticated like pet world. And that mm-hmm. time and that movie, the cats basically had their time to shine so i was yeah they came they came to the rescue you know because church from the cat from pet cemetery really gave me the creeps yeah like yeah i was just like i can't i can't mess with that cat i'm sorry another episode that was really good because rod took a lot of uh Things like the fountain of youth. He did a episode called a short drink from a certain fountain, which was a really good episode in which these two brothers love each other. But the older brother is married to a young hot to trot girl who is pretty much married to him for his money. Do people use that term anymore? Hot to trot. Hot Hot to trot. Yeah, yeah John's, John's still in the 50s. Yeah, right? I'm in the 50s. So. <laughs> yeah, so. No, I love that. I'm sorry. <laughs> so they were, so. I'm uh, a cunt. What do you want me to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Make sure you bleep this. I'm not going to be able to explain this at work. <laughs> so, so, yeah. <laughs> I. But what? Let me ask you something. So this is five seasons. TV you Guide had, the, had it at, what, number five all time? Of yeah. TV shows. Yeah. Yep. When was like the peak? What, what season was the peak? I was trying to research that. So I, you know what? I thought the f- the first season was was amazing um, yeah. from the episodes that I saw on there, and then you get into. I probably would have to say the fifth season was one, of, but they all have like good episodes on there. Yeah, you get into the eighties version that got yeah. really bad, and then the like the two thousand two version, which, which there was another one, and the Twilight Zone was located in Forrest Whitaker's eye. Um, lazy. Oh, eye. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're such a. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is like, why, 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 why did the oh, show no, get, <laughs> why did the show get canceled? Like, don't disrespect uh, ghost dog, man. <laughs> That's my guy. So after it went off, was it because the budget was just so big or they couldn't keep, think- keep it up? 
Yeah, I think I think it. I'm assuming it had to do with the budget. Possibly Rod Serling just kind of running. Well, no, because he did Night Gallery soon after, and they were thinking about doing another version of Twilight Zone. So I don't know. It probably was not getting the audience that they wanted in order to support the budget that they were putting forward for these shows. And then going forward, you know, like Night Gallery, same thing. I can't remember how long Night Gallery lasted. I think maybe one or two seasons. Maybe Night Gallery was three seasons. Oh, three seasons. Yeah. You know, I just like for the time, the message that was going out there, it was ahead of its time. For being in 1959, because the actual first episode or the concept episode was, I think it was in 1958 is when they first aired it. And then, you know, it, it got a big audience. And so they started shooting entire seasons. We have over 100, probably over 150 episodes of The Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah. And it was the other thing is I was just reading Serling sold 40 percent of his shares. Uh, yes. Because he was trying to do other projects so he sold 40 percent of his shares to cbs leaving the show and all projects involved in the supernatural behind him until 1969 when night gallery debuted which is like because when it ended wasn't it what 1964 uh, january 64. january 64 cbs announced the show's cancellation yeah was it due to budget concerns or is just low ratings or both i know for a fact that the budgets for these were really big and one of the reasons or at least the fifth season the episode that john was talking about the occurrence at owl creek bridge Mm -hmm. that was one of the reasons why they just literally took that short film and put it in there because it it ended up saving the network money the shows were or the episodes were being too over budget but the ratings were not that good so i guess what was (laughs) happening was as the seasons got as the episodes went later on in the season, people were starting to just get fed up. You know, they were just it was too woke. It's too yeah. Woke. It was too for his time. Yeah, probably, probably. Well, what science it was. fiction has always been subtly subtle, not too subtly, but it's always been woke. I don't like using that term, but aware. It's always been aware. aware. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, look, look at, at Star Trek. Oh, yeah, yeah, Star Trek. Look at what was that? Cronenberg's The Fly. The Fly was about AIDS. I mean, that was what it was. It was the AIDS pandemic. So, I mean, I didn't you have that. that. Huh. Yeah. So. What about Flash Gordon? What about what? What about that? Oh, one? I don't know. I think that was just people getting high. Yeah. Like, they were just like, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> and then but let's know, put that's a comic book serial too. So it's been going yeah. On for but a long then time. they were just like, okay, well, we could take this comic book serial, make it into a movie. We'll get the band Queen. They'll do the yeah. whole soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. And then we're just gonna fuck a bunch of chicks and do a bunch of blow. <laughs> yeah queen had yeah, like, and that's how a movie is made <laughs> exactly yeah. hollywood queen hollywood. had two phenomenal soundtracks they had highlander and they had Flash oh my Gordon. god highlander is oh yeah who I love that wants to live forever <laughs> that was my shit oh my god but you mentioned something earlier about sterling like so he went after Twilight Zone, he went into like a what a depression funk or something. That... Yeah, so Serling in the companion book, which I don't have in front of me right now, it talks about how Rod Serling was kind of broken when he got to the Night Gallery. Broken I, from what? From uh, failure? Just probably episodes, but he also had very bad post traumatic stress yeah. syndrome from World War II. Is yeah. basically what he said. He had seen his best friend die right in front of him. 
his head decapitated by a what was it an airdrop something mm. i don't know how that would work but if he was like laying down and it just kind of like fell I, i'm not sure but Jesus. he had seen it right in front of him so he he had seen a lot of terrible stuff which then ended up like that was one of the reasons one of the you know couple reasons why he started this yeah. Uh, was in order to get these stories out and yeah, yeah that I, was probably one of the reasons why because he he drank a lot and smoked cigarettes like yeah. the 60s, and that man. was the thing too times was changing too because you know the smoke the advertising was smoking like as you can see in his introductions he was either he was smoking or drinking coffee or something like they that. all were back then though. yeah Eric, yeah. So, yeah i was just Sinatra, all of them just like yeah, all man. Of, i was I you got a just, stomach ache? Here, have a cigarette. Ah, you got some I was watching with your urine? Uh, have a cigarette. <laughs> the D. Martin Rose, and all of them were like smoking. Oh, yeah. Like smoking and drinking. The only one who wasn't really drinking was Foster Brooks, who plays a drunk. That's you got blood in your stool? Have a cigarette. Have a whiskey. <laughs> I didn't know if this was true, but I heard D. Martin used to do that. Like, what he, he, he claimed that what he had on stage wasn't really it was apple alcohol. juice it was it apple was, juice it was, it was apple oh, juice yeah bullshit that yeah. dude was, was that you that said bullshit okay yeah, that <laughs> no no no, D, no if you read his autobiography yeah he had apple juice in there most of the time yeah, he's the one that wrote it bullshit yeah, yeah. I, they always called well, him why would he lie about that how it was uh, Look at that. Or he's got really bad rosacea. I don't know. He was always. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody made fun of him for being drunk, but he just. Yeah, he's a crooner. He was. Yeah. Yeah. He's like I mean, Sinatra. Like, well, like Sammy Davis Jr. He didn't drink, did he? Not that I know of, but when they got together, they party really hard. Like I, they were talking about one time they all were on the strip. And to your point with Dean, he like poured a bottle of champagne over his head. He was just having a fantastic Damn. time. Like he it's was the NBA partying. championship. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They were just <laughs> having, a, but it was the different time then you could. And you know, we were talking about, well, this was all on CBS, but talking about Martin, the, the roast, there's no way you could do that now. There's no way not with, the comedians from back then now oh like don rickles and stuff oh yeah don rickles couldn't survive right now man like i love i don't i don't know there there i think there is an audience because you do have some comedians that are similar to him but yeah no i understand like uh what is it legion of skanks yeah like liza what's that girl's name liza lampanelli or liza the comedian I think who, you said uh, right. Elisa Lampanelli. Lisa Lampanelli. She's not funny to me, but she would do the roast and stuff like that. These roasts here are more aimed at hitting someone where it hurts, while the roasts back then were just poking fun at someone's behaviors. They're 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 not intentionally done. Like who is that? Uncle Milty, Milton Burl. He made fun of Red Fox. He said something to the effect of, look at Red Fox. And Red Fox had, his hair was all white. Granddad picked all that cotton and looked at it. It went straight to his head. Everybody died laughing. I mean, they died. And Red Fox was cracking up. Now, if you made that joke now, Milton Berle would have got canceled. You think so? Yeah, hundred percent. I've seen some roasts on Comedy Central lately. It's like it's, it's still pretty edgy. They're yeah, not all but good, but these were like these are like race jokes. Like uh, most of the jokes back then are like That's straight true. race jokes, and the black people aren't taking it offensively. Mm-hmm. You know, like Red Fox says something to the effect of, "He said I the last time I seen this much white meat on stage, my turkey exploded." 
And everybody, <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta understand, John. At that time, that was white people being nice. That that wasn't <laughs> yeah. the black people were going through way more than we were. I'm not saying we don't now, but yeah. I'm just saying like that was that's nothing. I, it's jokes like that just would not land at now. This time yeah, you're right. People, you're yeah, right because people are too sensitive. So I guess to your uh, point, you're right because yeah. we don't. I mean, we there's still strife and there's still stuff that goes on, but not to the level of the '60s. And I remember, oh, yeah. I remember Chris Rock was like, man, black people in the 60s, they probably think we got it good. And the, and the people, the black people from the 20s probably thought the people from the 60s thought, uh, had it good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But I always have that thing in my mind, like, man, everybody says, I wish I could live. I can go back in time in the 60s. I wish I can go back in time in the 70s. And I'm like, hell, I don't. Shit. Black people don't. (laughs) I mean, it looks cool. I would like to be at certain events, but I never want to go back in time. No, man. There's never a time. No, they did. NBC did a show about that. Really? Where what happened was this assassin kills this guy and then goes back in time. So they have to send this team, a woman, this guy, and the token black guy. Back is this in time, time cop? No, it's not time cop. <laughs> but uh, they had to send this guy get, back in time. Always get shows send confused. The, send time these cop. three. <laughs> it got canceled, obviously, but they had to send these three back in time. And the black dude gets accosted by a cop, and this is in the fifties or sixties. Sliders? No, it's not sliders. Oh, this okay. was recent. Well, this was recent. Yeah, yeah. So it's on NBC. And he's like, he said, I hope you live long enough to see a black dude dunk on a white dude. I hope you live long enough to see that there's going to be a black president. Da, 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 da. Like he's this black guy is just going off on the cop and the cop is just like, oh, what? Like he's just so confused by all this. And <laughs> then he shoots. He got he got promptly canceled. So um, <laughs> I forget the name of the show, but. Well, I was going to say, this sounds like an episode in, could be an episode of the Twilight Show, but like, or Twilight Zone, Twilight Show, Twilight Zone. And the thing is, is that there were other shows that branched off of this. And I think, because Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Yeah. I thought Black Mirror was awesome. That it is a great version of what, you know, the Twilight Zone was back then. Because, you know, you have the new version. I don't know how everyone feels about this, but the new version of the Twilight Zone, they're just rehashing old stories. Yeah. And I don't yeah. like that. And where you have Black Mirror that took what Twilight Zone had, made original stories, maybe not all of them original, but most of them original. I would, so not to touch too much on Black Mirror, but I think I remember the first episode where I, I can't remember if it was the president yeah. or something. National, national Anthem with Prime Minister had to have sex with that pig. Yep. And that's, yeah. I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. This is a yeah. really good show. Because I, I, I loved twilight zone yeah. like i was telling you guys new year's day my brothers and i we would just watch that all the time uh-huh and so when black mirror came out my brother and i we watched it, it was like this is it like yeah this is what we've been waiting for because all the other iterations of that and then you have other anthologies which i think you know uh probably have its own episode where we have the lesser knowns like um what is it amazing stories yeah um, that was spielberg was yep it? Yeah, yeah, I, I I believe he had a part in that. There was tale, well, tales, tales from, from the, the dark side and tales, tales from, from the, the crypt. crypt. Yeah. Yep, dark side was good because the intro was that ding 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 ding. Man, they had some bangers, man. Yeah, yeah. And I was gonna say like Twilight Zone. Oh, that song. That oh, that's hell yeah. Who did that Anytime. again? I I just had him up. 
the the name of the guy. Something. Well, I know they had because they had a bunch of different. Uh, as you're looking at uh, looking it up, down. Maurice they had a bunch Constant? of different people doing. Ma- not Maurice. I can't. Maurice. Maurice. Constant. Probably Maurice. Okay, Maurice Constant. There you go. Uh, but like anytime something weird happens with your friends or whatnot, you know, like it's that song will stay with us for the rest of our life. My kids will sing it sometimes, and I'm like. Why are you saying you've never seen an episode of the Twilight Zone, but that song has stuck around? The yeah. yeah. Another one that's a banger is the Monsters theme. Oh, I guess we're doing another theme song. Yeah, and that Monsters. We do need to do another one. That that was a Monsters was good. It was more on the funny side, but Monsters was really good. And it always had the monster of the week. And I always hated when the dad would laugh at the end. He was like, oh, look, our favorite show is on monsters, candy critters. And then they would get to the show and the dad would laugh like, <laughs> and that always freaked me. I always turned it off at that point. I was like, I can't watch this show. So, uh, yeah, man. But I want to go back to Ron Sterling for a second. So, yeah, you mentioned he was in World World Two. He was actually what was he a captain or something? He was he wasn't uh, like because it was a lot of celebrities that proper- I know he was stationed in Japan. Originally, oh, he was going to be yeah. He was like he was in the shit. Philippines. He was the in the Philippines, but yeah, the the Pacific. And I know he wanted to be he was going to be a teacher, but when duty called, he went and served for his country. And but yeah, that. So if you've ever seen for for like I don't know, he was a tech I, fourth, a tech yeah. fourth grade. So he was kind of like well, I was going to uh, say the Pacific. That part of the war was pretty fucking intense. Brutal. Yeah, uh, probably yeah. more so than the European, the European part of that. So, like, yeah, he he definitely saw a lot of terrible things. Yeah, and he I'm, was also he also tried at Golden Gloves for the army. I didn't know that he was trying to be a, a boxer during oh, that really? time. Too. Yeah, got his nose broke a couple times. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of he, celebrities during that time. I know, like. Elvis and I think I mean it was a lot of people from the sports world joined yeah. the war and sacrificed a lot of basically their career. But it yeah. was a lot of celebrities that for propaganda reasons probably like hey look at him. He he he's a captain, he joined the world. Why why don't you join? Like they didn't actually like do like major battle or they weren't yeah. like I think Joe but Lewis. It sounds like, like he was didn't was, Joe Lewis go? Joe yeah. Lewis yeah, was yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say a lot of those people that had done that were more or less like, yeah, look, you know, so and so is going to war. You should too, and they're like that, and then they get to go and have cake and drink coffee and have cigarettes in the back while like Rod Serling is fighting in the Pacific, or probably Joe uh, um, Rogan. Yeah, Joe Rogan, Toe Rogan is fighting, uh, you know, MMA stars and trying to be six foot tall when he's only really five foot three. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. He didn't get out of it because he wasn't technically a celebrity at that time so I, yeah it's different from like some of the other people i'm not putting them down i'm just saying like damn man i didn't realize he didn't get like a cushy position like communications officer so not saying that's cushy but he was in the shit so he goes mm-hmm. on from world war ii to doing what he did and then mm-hmm. he suffers some kind of postpartum depression because of that after the no, show post-traumatic stress what did well he used it he yeah. used it as a way, or what he had, he used it as a way to write episodes for this. 
and like write certain ones because if if god i can't remember what the episode was called where it's this unit is looking into this mirror and every time they see like a bright light reflection yeah that person dies i remember that one yeah and then the captain at the end like everyone has died like they're supposed to be i think don't quote me on this but i I think they're like the war is over or something like that or is supposed to go home and then he looks into the mirror and there's like a light on him so he knows he's gonna die he 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 knows more or less like he's next was that the purple testament i think is that that episode i i can't remember i can't remember i thought it was something like that because there was all these episodes had certain twists and turns and like everyone you know you had before that was alfred hitchcock and don't get me wrong i don't have a a problem with that but twilight zone was just so much better and the hooks and everything and you said who was it the penguin oh Um, meredith burgess meredith yeah the episode where there's no one else in the world he's got all the books and he breaks his glasses that's not fair at all there was time now which i thought was a good ending but it was just crappy because i was like damn man like this guy his wife was a pain all he wanted to do was read yeah but i listened to the twilight zone podcast and they explained that that's what made him so bad was that he was ignoring the world around him because of his wanting to read so much he was ignoring the people who were in his life and his job and that type of attitude uh, towards life yep addiction yeah, it, it becomes an addiction and that affects your interaction. So that's why that's fascinating. He got the, that could he got be the irony. That could be projected today with technology. I mean, that's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Which which goes back to what Aaron said about Black Mirror. I think Black Mirror is the British offspring of Twilight Zone because of there's so many episodes that I could have seen in the Twilight Zone light. Mm-hmm. The one episode with what's the girl's name? The director's daughter. Oh, Bryce Howard. Uh, uh, yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard, where she's trying to go to a wedding. So she needs so many likes and stars to go. Yeah. And society has come to a point now where you're only as popular as your social media so if you fall below so many stars then you're like ghetto (laughs) you're like it was like long in the slum it was almost like a credit score almost yeah 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 which ironically in china they're doing that now where social media whatever your social media status is that that gets you more more uh, points especially if if you're saying you know like praise the the mother or whatever they praise the the, what is it the true leader i'm sure if they had something they should probably do something like that in north korea right that would make sense oh yeah the kim jong-un yeah kim jong-un they don't have any great they don't have any internet so they wouldn't be able to do it (laughs) he's got it he's the only person that has internet is him yeah that like a bunch of fucking whiskey and like that's why he gets like what is it the the king's disease what is that with the gout gout there we go Out. My dad used to get gout real bad eating seafood. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Does anybody so, yeah. know the last days or last years of uh, Ron Serling? Like so, Serling Rod Serling. What did yeah, I say? Rod Serling. Ronnie so boy. A, you keep saying Ron. Damn it, Ron. <laughs> he had a he had a heart attack yeah. on May third, nineteen seventy five. 
and he spent two weeks at Tompkins County Community Hospital. Second, and then he had a second heart attack two weeks later, which forced the doctors to do an open heart surgery. It was a 10 hour long procedure that was performed on June 26th. He died two days later at the age of 50. Damn. So, um, all that red meat and smoking cigarettes, man. Man, yeah. Like, was he married at the time? Drinking coffee. Yeah. He was married to Caroline Louise Carol Kramer Serling. Died at the age of 90 at, on January 9th, 2020. Damn, she almost uh, lapped him. Lapped him. Yeah. In age. Yeah. But was, was he doing anything before he died? Or was he just... I think that was it. He was doing... It says Serling took his 1972 screenplay, The Man, from the Irving Wallace novel. And that's all that I'm seeing. Oh, it's under, yeah, they're talking about he wrote a screenplay that starred James Earl Jones about a New Hampshire, the black senator from New Hampshire and president pro temp of the Senate, played by James Earl Jones. So that was the last thing. So, But it yeah. sounds like you guys are saying that he kind of washed out of Hollywood a yeah, little that's bit. That's what the book says. The kind of makes says me sad. That, like, damn, man. Yeah, the book says he kind of went, you know, he kind of faded, you know, like he was at his prime. I think what really got him was the cancellation of Twilight Zone. I think think because of the CBS not wanting to spend that much on production and CBS like saying, hey, we're going to take this from you, you know, and it, it killed him. You know what I mean? Like, I think you start working on your second baby with Night Gallery, but Night Gallery wasn't as good. I mean, Night Gallery had some memorable episodes, some, but yeah. not as memorable. I mean, if you were to take a poll, I guarantee you that somebody can quote their favorite Twilight Zone episode. So many of them have been spoofed in pop culture today. I mean, to eat, to to serve man. That's been spoofed by the the Simpsons have spoofed a majority yep. of Twilight Zone episodes. Well, like I was, said too, is like there's been a bunch of scripts created based off of episodes that he had written. Yeah, Jordan Peele's story "Us" is based off a Rod Serling episode. Oh, that makes a lot of, of sense. Uh, Twilight Zone. It's the one. It's the one where the girl is at the bus stop and she sees her duplicate, and her duplicate keeps doing bad stuff to the point where people think she's crazy and she ends up getting locked up and then this guy who was like not believing her ends up seeing his duplicate and that's how the episode ends and jordan peele got the idea from twilight zone so that's how us came about this idea of everyone having an evil twin or duplicate that's mm-hmm been made man i wanted that movie to be good <laughs> I uh, you know did. i didn't i, I never didn't saw it, it. Was, I never it saw bad? it was it was was it bad bad or was it just it wasn't like, bad bad it was entertaining it was yeah, okay. it just when you go from get out when you go from get out it's hard to kind of like match yeah. that and yeah. this one i it was very it had a lot of meaning in your face mm-hmm. as opposed to uh get out where it it was in your face, but it was a lot of subtle shit, too. Subtle, yeah. And this one didn't have the same subtlety, and the acting was... The choices. It was kind of weird to me. And it wasn't the yeah. actor's fault. It was like, oh, you really want them to do that? Oh, all right. Yeah. That's weird. I wanted to know... Because he got another one coming out called Nope. So I'm hoping yeah. he doesn't 
fall in the M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, category. M Night came back though. Yeah. M Night kind of faded back up or faded back up. Yeah, he, well, he came up with that. The what was it? The Beach. That one that just. Did you see it, the show he's producing right now? I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, like I don't it. know if he co-created it. Servant. Mm-hmm. I oh, like I haven't watched it. Ever. Yep, Servant's I watch it good. every Thursday. Oh okay. yeah, you do it's like so it. Fucking weird. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's very claustrophobic. They do a great job of everything you see is in this house. Basically, they rarely go outside that house, and if they do, yeah. you see it through technology, but you never see it. Like, it's, okay. it's just rare, but. It That's gets Apple to the point TV, where it's right? like, damn, man, can you just get out the house? Get out. <laughs> but yeah. you're right. It keeps on point on this pivotal moment in this family's life. And they keep like hammering in. Like basically it's about well, Aaron, what do you think it's about? I, I think so. It's it's hard because you could look at it from face value and more or less be like, oh, well, this this person's coming from a cult. This cult is following them. But I think it has more to do with the house than hmm. It has a lot to do with that house. Yeah. Something is going on in that house and it's all related to what's happening with the nanny and uh, um, the mother. And the it was in Game of Thrones, her. by the way. Who? The, the, the nanny. nanny was the, in Game of Thrones. Okay. Oh, was she? She was Jamie Lannister's and Cersei's child that died of the poison. The Oh, the... The young one that I was know, in love the, with the, yeah. the Sand People's Prince. Yeah, yeah. She had blonde hair, though. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they were called, the sand. The, the, Don't get me in trouble. Uh, the sands, the yeah. sands. Yeah, uh, I. You know the other thing too. Damn, I hate when people bring up Game of Thrones because there's so many loose ends, man. Like, oh fuck, yeah, I shouldn't no, have said fuck that. Shit. Well, but it, to me, it's we about... do an episode. Uh, like, if we ever do an episode on that, it's gonna be very short. And be like, yeah, fucking suck. Okay, yeah, fuck you. fucking no. piece of shit. It's, it's funny. Books. It's funny because. I meet people who talk about this stuff. Uh, I work at a bookstore, so I meet a lot of people who this is their their jam. And one of the guys was in there shopping for his nephew, and he was telling me, he was like, yeah, they really phoned it in on Game of Thrones, didn't they? <laughs> I was like, yeah. It was so many great, I know we're, I, we're getting off subject a little bit, but it was yeah. so many great moments in that last season that it almost made up for the end. But the end He was, was like, all this for Bran? He was like, really? That's what he said. He was like, all of this led to Brand. Are you telling me? Are you serious? I would have been okay with that if they would have presented it better. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, he spent the whole season in a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I could push him, like, just push him down a flight of stairs. There's nothing he can do. Yeah. yeah. And, then we, and then we talked about uh, Aaron's favorite, The Hobbit. And uh, <laughs> he was like, he said again, I was, I was like, because we had the conversation, and yeah, we're going off topic, but he brought up this point that they were after the money. And I was like, okay, oh, yeah. I, I understand that. But I said, do you, th-? he said, it focused way too much on the doors when it's supposed to be about the Hobbit, this little person doing great big thing. And it's very dwarf oriented. I said, do you think, I said, do you think that it was aimed more towards kids, the, Hob- the, the Hobbit series? Do you think it was more towards children? than it was towards the people who stayed and watched Lord of the Rings. He said, you know, I admire your... Uh... <laughs> he looked at me and he was like, you know, I admire your childlike wonder, but I'm like <laughs> 50 years old and I'm cynical, so I'm going to just say they went for the money. I said, okay. <laughs> I've never seen the Hobbit shit at all. So, so is it worth me 
watching. No, no. no. I mean, no. I watch it with Emilio because he likes the dragon. Watch the cartoon. Like, yeah, the cartoon is good. In the eighties, the eighties cartoon. The seventies. Yep. Yeah, 70s. it's. The, I watched. Or I, Leonard, I watched Leonard Nimoy singing about it. That's good too. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched it just for small because my son loves dragon. Anything with dragons in it, 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 it dragon heart. Oh, I anything. was just about to say dragon yeah, heart. Dragon heart like, you is, fucking yeah, show yeah, that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, dragon heart is amazing. So he <laughs> dragon loves Ball anything. Z? Dragon Ball Z. Shin, Shin, what is it? Shinron? Sharon? Yeah, Shinron. I like that. Yeah, guy. yeah. So he likes anything with dragons in it. So um, fucking nerds. Yes. <laughs> so. That's the big thing for him. So Rod but, Sterling uh, died of depression. Are we saying that? No, I know, I'm, on, I'm on heart a attack, very man. morbid. It's technically, a heart attack. Oh, a broken heart. Well, no, it was a heart attack. <laughs> it, was, it was literally a heart attack. It was. We're telling you, it was a heart attack. <laughs> broken Not heart. That that's funny. It but, broke. Yeah, but he was I sad say, that his his groundbreaking series ended. It I, makes me sad. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I think he was relatively okay though like after yeah. that he made his fortune so like if it comes was he still to rich that, when like, he died at the time of his death yeah movie? yeah i mean okay. he kept I'm it was reading. in syndication wasn't it yeah yeah and then the other thing too oh. is he did keep his schedule full he did teaching he teached at yep. ithaca college he was not just sitting around loathing in his own self-pity he was doing things it's just that the people around him who noticed him Notice that, and you can see it in Rod's, you can see it in his appearance from Twilight Zone to Night Gallery. His hair is longer. He's a mm. little bit more somewhat unkempt. Oh, he turned into a hippie. What, yeah, and compared to what he looked like in Twilight Zone. But he did stay busy. And his main themes was anti-war activism and racial inequality. Those are his big things in the episodes like what Aaron was saying. Who is that? Sulu. Who plays Sulu? Star Wars uh, or Star Trek. Uh, oh my. Yeah. Uh, uh, Takei. Takei. He was in one of those anti-war episodes for Twilight Zone. They had quite a few Star Trek people mm-hmm. I think. And the, another one that he's really known for is The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. I don't know if you ever seen that one. That- I heard so. I think I saw the, it in the research. I, d- I did. What was it? The monsters do on Maple Street is uh, there's this Maple Street, USA, where all these people are neighbors and friendly. Long story short, they see a UFO pass over. They're not sure what it is. All the electricity starts to go out, but one house has electricity. So they're like, why does this person have electricity? So it starts to sow the seed of doubt in the neighbors the neighbors start to turn on one another and they end up causing a massacre on the street because they're trying to figure out who the monster is and it's all because of fear and not being trusting of your neighbor to have your best interest and the alien says at the end see the pattern he's like so is it like this in all cities he's like yeah in all cities you do this humans are afraid of what they don't understand and he said, we'll go to one Maple Street after another and just turn the electricity off and watch the pattern. And that's what's really good about Ross Serling's writing. He hit it close to home. Like like how you say, Don, like it doesn't have to be in your face. Mm-hmm. It, it can be subtle. That's what was good about Ross Serling's writing. 
It wasn't always, well, you're guilty because you think like this. It was more of a thinker. Like he wanted you to think about what he's talking about. And it was done in a way where everyone could relate to that, you know, and they've tried to rehash those in different episodes or different reiterations of the Twilight Zone. They didn't hit the same. Like in 2005, they tried to do the monsters of doing Maple Street again, but this time it was with the Afghanistan family that didn't leave the house. And that was right after the war in Iraq. And it, it what are you talking didn't... about right after the war, man? That that had been going on for, for oh, years. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying. No, <laughs> but I'm yeah, just during, saying. Yeah, during, during, during the during, same. So, yeah, they, they tried to um, rehash a lot of these episodes, and they just didn't hit the same. Mm. Uh, Rod had a special way of writing that, like, don't change coke. You know, like, if it's good, leave it as is. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I really liked all that. Who's the next Rod? Like, who's Rod now? Like, who compares to him with that kind of writing Aaron that is kind of tough because you have certain people that could take that mantle up like your M. Night Shyamalan uh, Jordan Peele I don't know man Like, uh, so if we're talking shows like Black Mirror that's probably the closest thing that we're ever going to get but to, it's like, like several act- different writers each time yeah right? you're never going to have another uh, Rod Serling he was like one in a million you know Larry uh-huh. David to me is like the Rod Sterling of comedy Sterling, Sterling. you keep saying God. Sterling what did I say Sterling. Sterling you know what I'm thinking about the guy the, unless you have a list the guy from the Clippers <laughs> yes oh my god yeah. Yeah, I thought that's Donald Sterling. Oh my God, Donald Sterling. What has he done? Can you tell me, Big Magic Johnson? What has he done? He's got AIDS. Yeah, that's an old. That's an old racist. Yeah, (laughs) that old Sterling is is woke. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. When you say when you say Larry David, are we talking about as far as bringing up subtle situations in everyday life? Yeah. And oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. in the comedic version of Rod Serling. Serling, Jesus, why do I want to? I really want to put that T in there. Yeah. Yes, yeah. In the comedic sense, that's who he reminds me of. That's interesting. That's an interesting take because I don't know. Aaron I is skeptical. It, he has the skeptical face. You don't believe that? Was that a stretch? It's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> I never. Mean, well, we're talking about irony and basically commenting on not so much obscure social situations, but I think in his way, I think comedy in itself in itself does that. But I, I don't know. I think Larry David brings up the obscure very well in Curb Your Enthusiasm. So I don't know. That's the only one I can think of that makes me think, even though he makes me laugh, but it, it makes me mm-hmm. think like, damn, man. In that situation, I would probably think that way too. Or, damn, I really? do. Th- okay, yeah, I was say, no, like, for curb, real, it does. Curb your enthusiasm. I'm just like Larry Davis is. A, he's an asshole. Is how yeah. I look at him. <laughs> deeper, I, yes. Like I'll, I'll say to myself, oh "What my a God. deep asshole." <laughs> yeah, deep ass. <laughs> a anus, if you will. No, yeah. you never like see those episodes and not only read relate to it because it's funny but it's like damn dude i do the same thing or i'll think the same way but i won't say it and i mean that's been commented for years uh people liking those shows saying like yeah i i think the same way he just says the shit 
that I'm thinking. Right, so are we talking about with the Larry David show or are we talking about with Seinfeld? Both. Because I can Both. see that All in Seinfeld. All yeah, Seinfeld, I can see everyday things happening. And I'm like, huh, I've never thought of that. But I do do that. It's framed you know, like, in a certain way. I'm, it's not as, what am I trying to say? It's not as, it's socially relevant, but it's not as, <laughs> he's, he's not going to win a Nobel Peace Award or anything like no, that. No, but I'm no, just saying in a different... <laughs> I'm trying to think outside the box. That's the only thing yeah. I can kind of compare looking at it in a different way, in a comedic sense. You know, he kind of built up his own anthology with Seinfeld and Curb. But as far as like the Ron Sterling. Oh, my God. He's I, got age. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. <laughs> what was another name I kept fucking up? Julie Louis Dreyfus. And now, yeah, Julie, oh, now I can say it Louis. now. Yeah. But what was it? There was another one, too, that you kept. So. Up. All of them. I don't know. So if we're asking who, I think M Night story story was M Night. Yeah, but he's so hit or miss though. Lady in the Water, which I like, but people hate. They do. (laughs) I thought people like that. I I thought it was bad. Yeah, Lady in the Water is is bad. Like it is bad, but I watch it. Lady in the Water, The Village. That's another one. Yeah. What was what was another one? Unbreakable. I, Unbreakable was I, good. Yeah. Glad. Unbreakable was good. Glass was bad. People didn't like Glass. Signs, which could have been straight out of Twilight Zone. Which one? Signs with Mel Gibson. Signs. Yeah. 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 Straight Signs out of was straight out of Twilight Zone. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's yeah, it's just... hard to determine. It's like there. It really is only okay. See, now I'm gonna start fucking up his name because Don's been fucking up his name. <laughs> But uh, Rod, there's only one. There, yeah, you can't. I don't know. Like, I keep going to like the horror writers, but it, the science fiction aspect and everything, and Gene just like Roddenberry, the, but he's dead. Gene Roddenberry does a lot of. But I mean, <laughs> who's it? I'm not a real nothing. I'm I'm telling. Like, it, there's other than crap. What is it? Uh, broken Broken Mirror. No, nah, I'm Black see, Mirror. Black, Black Mirror. mirror. Because Rob it's Sterling. past ten o'clock now, and I'm starting to get sundowners. He's drifting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, I just don't think there is anyone that is up to snuff with him with Ron Sterling. Yeah. Sterling, damn it, Don. Yeah, Don, 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 Don's got it going. Uh, I was gonna. So what about with? I can't think of the director or the writer for Charlie Parker. Is it for Black Mirror? Is it Charlie? I think so. I thought they had. Uh, I thought there Charlie, were like multiple, multiple I directors. I think creator wise, I cannot remember who who it was. The one episode I remember with John Hamm that was one of my favorites too. Yeah. That was a good one. The Christmas episode. Yeah, that was a good one. And then you have like other shows like Outer Limits and whatnot. But like, other than probably the only person that I would put near Ron Serling is probably Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Al- yeah, Alfred Hitchcock was more like horror, not so like science fictiony uh, thriller, which Twilight Zone was. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock was more like horror back. Charlie in the- Booker. Charlie, I'm sorry. Charlie Brooker is his name. Oh, okay. For Black Mirror, Charlie Parker is a saxophonist. Ah, uh, so, yeah. So. Playing that sweet, sweet jazz. Yeah. Well, we're probably going to be ending the episode here in a second. I was going to ask you guys, what would be your favorite episode? Okay, so if I had to pick my favorite of all time that I can watch anytime. Mm-hmm. Wow, so many. But if I had to pick 
it's going to be to serve man. I know that's cliche. I know everyone will pick that one. But that scene when that lady is like, don't get on that. Don't get on that ship. That book to serve man is a good book. And that guy turning around and that alien was pushing him on the ship. I would have punched him in the balls. Like it would have been no way they put me on that ship. Like that one always cracks me up because the alien pushes the ship up and keeps his hands up in the air like he's just like praising his god because he got this last piece of meat on the ship so (laughs) that one always tickled me so yeah i would have to say to serve man is is my favorite any notable actors in that episode yes the lead actor in to serve man also was a bit actor on golden girls he came on Golden Girls and played the love interest to the girls on multiple episodes. Same actor, different character. Like you knew it was him, but yeah. he just played different characters on Golden Girls. So I just remember his face and his mannerisms. And yeah, he would be on there. The guy nope. who was the Kanamit, which is the aliens who are there to bring world peace, but are there to eat the humans. He did a lot of voice acting for Twilight Zone. He was actually the man in the bottle, the genie, I think. So his voice is very distinct. Those were the ones for me. John, what about you? It's called I Am the Night, Color Me Black. Yes. Solid episode, Don. Mm -hmm. Solid episode. Yeah. And I read a little bit about basically his Serling's influence on that. Basically, he was affected when John F. Kennedy died, it was around the same time, and he created this episode. And it's about a sheriff who couldn't sleep the night before the execution of a man, and he feels conflicted about the situation. And basically, the moral of the story it's a metaphor of just the sickness of hate. And basically, his closing narration a sickness known as hate, not a virus, not a. I can't, what the fuck is that? Well, anyway, it's about hate. And basically. <laughs> 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 and basically becoming aware of how it can take over and blind people. And yeah, a lot of that theme is in a lot of his episodes, but that one kind of affected me because they mentioned, oh, yeah, that uh, that one town in Texas, basically alluding to JFK being assassinated. But it was very subtle. But I, I always liked that one. I think that was season five. That, this is a good episode, that dude. Was that was a real good pick. That's a good pick. What about you? What about man? you, Aaron? What's yours? Mine is and has always been uh, the masks. Yes. Which, like, that was one of the first episodes I'd ever seen. So basically, what it's about is uh, this elderly man. I can't remember all their names, but ba- basically, I, I believe it's his daughter that comes to his house. It's Mardi Gras. They all have masks on. He's got a skeleton mask. They all have deformed masks on. Her being like a hyper, well, it has nothing to do with Matt, but like she's a hypochondriac and more or less a coward. The husband is greedy and basically waiting for the guy to die. The son is, he's like somewhat oafish, but like kind of like violent or uh, terrifying in some way. And then the daughter is like very vain about herself. Yeah. So he ends up passing away. And when they go to take off the masks and everything, their true form comes out and their faces are all deformed but like the the quote at the end is this must be death no horror no fear nothing but peace 
yeah when he passes away when he puts the mask on a couple people that were in it but i don't really know like they did they might have been star worthy the person that plays as far as the old man jason foster robert keith milton selzer virginia gregg brooke hayward there were other people in it but i i didn't really know because they they all had prosthetics on the face but this is the one that i was talking about where like if you watch it in a hd uh format you can see a lot of the lines and like basically the powders and whatnot so you got to get like an old grainy black and white tv to watch the only way to watch these oh yeah hell yeah yeah. i do you know what that could be something we do with our audience like when new year's comes around live stream it us watching it yeah Uh, like every new year start making that a thing like just live stream it for for subscriptions on you yeah so the audience could just like hear me farting on the couch and everything (laughs) like i don't know getting mcdonald well no they're probably not open and you don't want to get a takeout on a day that you know other people should be home you you should despise uh, working (laughs) yeah solidarity with the workforce let them have a break as well yeah well the point is we're trying to be more inventive on this show Ah. and inclusive for people who actually listen, and I think that's oh, dude, I want to do, I wanna do live shows, man. I want to do live shows. I want to yeah. do like more or less watching old clips of like old country buffet commercials, or you know, like videotape the whole thing where we're just watching you know old commercials or old little videos where yeah. everyone's like, "What the fuck is that thing?" And just you know, making fun of them, yeah. uh, more or less, uh, like a video show. A lot of people do that, so yeah. we should do that. Or I should just take my pants off in front of our YouTube audience and, you know, see what they say. And we will get demonetized. So. <laughs> well, we have to monetize something yeah, in order to get to demonetized. We got don't, don't get it demonetized. Only fans. Only fans. There we go. Hey, yeah, only fans. And it's probably past time for people, for us to play in other people's playground since we're the after school special podcast. And I mean, we should have guests on from. Let's go to war. Po- po- yeah. What? We should have guests from podcasts that we listen to and come on the show or vice versa, man. Yeah. It's time yeah, to do a multiverse a version of our podcast. Of Yeah, they can come on and do a plug and then we can go on theirs and do a plug. So it'd be great. <laughs> There's a lot of great podcasts that we yeah. we all listen to. So maybe we can reach out finally. And like I said, play in other people's playground for a change and... That's how it is, man. Schmooze or lose in this podcast. Yeah, and I, podcast I, I do want to. I, I do hate wanna, people. I know. I, I do want to shout out. I do want to shout out um, <laughs> the. So Twilight Zone has a Twilight Zone radio, which is hosted by Stacy Keach, which hmm. is really good. So Stacy Keach takes on the role of Rod Serling, where he does the narration. So yeah, that that's basically the Twilight Zone. Hopefully, at some point, we'll get a little more detailed with it. But like Rod Serling was definitely the quintessential. There's no other like what I was saying before. There's no other person like him. He was a creator, writer, narrator, anything and everything with this. He took pain and made it into pleasure for us. Yeah. And today, people still use his stuff and make tons of movies you know like and that's also the other thing is hollywood has no more original ideas they just suck the well dry and then fuck a bunch of kids so that's all i got guys (laughs) well uh aaron uh but i'm not going away for that man i don't care man i'm i'm a loose cannon dog Uh i'm i'm crazy man Uh (laughs) you 
Hey guys, it's Aaron. You think you could do me a big fave? Wherever you're listening to this right now, rate and subscribe. Find new episodes where you listen to podcasts and look for us on all the social media sites and Gmail at After School Special Podcasts at Gmail, After School Special Podcasts at Instagram and Facebook, and After School SPE3 on Twitter. Yep. Oh, yeah, totally. You never want to say the word cunt. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't want to say it's yeah. a bad word. What does yeah. mean in that country? Hey, Aaron, you okay? What Do you know what means, John?